Like I said, we're going we're gonna to do something a little bit different tonight, or at least changing pace this evening. I'm going to uh, look down through the doctrine of faith, the, the statement of faith that is on our website. And uh, so I want to begin by reading that, what it says on the first part of our, our website this evening. But if you want to take your Bible and turn to 2 Timothy chapter 3, that's where we're going to begin in the scripture. So our statement of faith begins with the Holy Scriptures and says, We believe the Holy Scriptures of the Old and New Testament to be the verbally and plenary uh, inspired Word of God. The Scriptures are inerrant, infallible, and God-breathed, and therefore are the final authority for faith and life. The 66 books of the Old and New Testament are the complete and divine revelation of God to man. The scriptures shall be interpreted according to their normal, grammatical, historical meaning, and all issues of interpretation and meaning shall be determined by the pastor. The King James Bible shall be the official and only translation used by the church. This is our statement on the website. And uh, so I want to look at, there's a couple passages of Scripture given on, the, on our statement of faith, 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17, and 2 Peter 1, 20 and 21. We're going to look at more than that tonight, but that's where we're going to start. I just want to look at a couple things about the Word of God and praise the Lord for it. Uh, we're going over some, some things that we know tonight, I believe we should know, and uh, we need to know for sure that this is the final authority in all things. And uh, it is the complete Word of God. We cannot add to it or take away from it. The Bible says the, there's uh, severe punishment for that. And so, uh, like I said, I want to start in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 and 17. But let's have a word of prayer, and then we'll read the Scripture tonight. The Bible has much more to say about the Bible than what we're looking at tonight. Um, but if we did all of the scripture, we wouldn't have time. And so we'll look at several passages tonight. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for your mercy and grace again. Thank you for this new year. Lord, we want to praise you for your word tonight. As we look into it, we look at what you say about your word. Father, help us uh, to to always stand on the Word of God, to never doubt, never question, Lord, that our faith in your Word would just grow as we grow in you. Lord, our desire for your Word would grow as we learn more of you. Lord, then our knowledge and, and our understanding would grow. Uh, Father, help us to just have a deep-seated love for your Word that the world cannot shake, and we'll praise you for it. In Christ's name, amen. Verse 16 says, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be thoroughly furnished unto all good works. That the man of God can be absolutely equipped to serve the Lord. So we know that this is from God. It is His Word. 
Now, I've, I've heard so many people question that. I've heard so many um, out in the world that say it's just man's writing down through history. There, there's a lot of just uh, proof, physical proof, that the Word of God could not be simply the writings of man. That it was written over a span of 1,400 years by over 60 men, and it does not contradict itself. Not one time. Never buy into that the Word of God contradicts itself. It does not. Uh, anywhere in the Scripture does it contradict itself. When you, when you really dig into the Word of God, there's some passages that people will pull out and try to tell you that these contradict themselves. They do not. The Word of God is consistent. He never changed. He, he wrote it perfectly for us. And I praise the Lord that He used godly men to write it down. Second Peter then. Go with me there. 1, 20 and 21. It says, Know this first, that no prophecy of the Scripture is of any private interpretation, for the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, will of man but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost written by man, breathed by God, in, inspired by God, and preserved by God. I believe, and you've heard me say it a million times, I, I stand on the King James Version of the Bible. I believe God has preserved His Word. I do not say that this is the inspired translation. The original manuscripts were inspired, but this is preserved by God. And it is perfect. Um... You can get into a lot of discussions on whether King James was a Catholic and, and how, if you take that argument, then that, that he influenced the interpretation of the Bible in a Catholic bend. And uh, I absolutely believe that is false. Um, I've read things of King James that would say otherwise. I believe the man knew the Lord. I believe he loved the Word of God. And I believe he endeavored... Uh, to preserve it. His desire was to have a correct interpretation or correct translation of the Word of God. And so I praise the Lord that we have something we can stand on. I'm thankful for that. It's important that we know every word that we read is from God. I don't question it then. I don't understand it all, but I don't question it. So it's, it's His Word. It's for our instruction. We read that already, but go to Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4. Verse 12 says, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. It shows us who we are. I'm thankful that I can open up the Word of God and learn of myself. It's not written about me specifically, but it feels like it sometimes. We open up the Word of God and it starts convicting you of something that is going on in your life. It feels like it was written directly to you. It was written for you. It was written for all of mankind. But God gave us this word to show us who we are. 
And I'm thankful for that. I'm, I'm so glad that it, it shows us our need. It shows us the direction to take. It's for our instruction. The guidebook to the Christian life. That we open knowing it's from God without a doubt to read it every single day. That's, that's the way it should be. That's what we should be looking to do. Psalms, one, Psalms 19. Now we're just going to jump around the Word of God tonight. So um, not, not a ton, but a little bit. It's not quite a Bible drill. I've thought about doing that on a Sunday night. I think it'd be kind of fun. I think we did one time do a, a Bible drill. Um, it's a good thing to do. I know they do it in some of the Sunday school classes. As Lana talks about how she's going to beat Esther someday. <laughs> Nobody would beat her. That's what I hear. She was very fast. Yeah. Psalms 19, 7 through 11 says, The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned, and in keeping of them there is great reward." This is we sing that we sing this one as a in Sunday school, right? The, the law of the Lord is perfect. I, I, some of these some of these psalms I can't hardly read. I almost have to sing them. I'm used to singing it. But just consider what it is saying throughout this. It 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 over and over and over. It says that this word is perfect. The law of the Lord is perfect. The testimony of the Lord is sure. The statutes of the Lord are right. The commandment of the Lord is pure. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. Over and over and over. Every time we see a principle repeated in the Word of God, it is giving, giving it more importance, more uh, necessity in your life, maybe. That's not the best way to say it. But it's showing us how we need to grasp this concept. The law of the Lord is perfect. There's some things we read in here we don't necessarily want to accept. They're difficult to accept. But it is perfect. It makes wise the simple. It converts the soul. Rejoices the heart. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. And then it says this is to be desired more than gold because by keeping of the word of God is thy servant warned and there's great reward. It's for our instruction. I'm thankful that the Word of God was put together in such a way that we can read it, we can understand it. You know, the King James Bible reads at a sixth grade level. A sixth grade level. It's not hard to understand. It's actually very descriptive and very eloquently written. Beautifully written. That's, that's what I think as I read this. It's beautifully written. I, I don't want it to be degraded. God gave us His Word beautifully and perfect. Psalms 119, Psalms 119, 105. 
This whole chapter is about the Word of God. Um, so it's hard to pick just one. <laughs> but we went with 105. Thy Word is a lamp unto my feet and a light into my path. The Word of God shows us the direction for our life. We should not be getting counsel outside of the Word of God. Any counsel I get that is contrary to the Word of God is to be dismissed. Thy Word is a lamp unto my feet. This is, this is why we hold to the Word of God, because we need this instruction. Go with me to Romans. Romans chapter 10. No, this is not, not exactly a laid out message. I don't have a, a good outline here this evening. I just want to talk about the Word of God. Verse 17 says, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. It's for our instruction. We get faith by hearing the Word of God. It strengthens us through the times of struggle. It gives us, gives us assurance in those times of difficulty. It should be every, every time we have the difficulties, the sorrow, the heartbreak, the trials, this should be the only place we turn. So then faith, this is salvation, comes by hearing and that by the Word of God, your faith grows by hearing the Word of God. It is strengthened as you stay in the Word of God. It will not otherwise. We cannot expect to grow in our faith if we stay out of the Word of God. Then back to the Old Testament, go to Joshua. Joshua. Chapter 1, uh, as, as my in-laws were leaving this morning, Joshua went out to the vehicle to say goodbye to Grandpa. And he was trying to climb up the, the passenger door, or the driver door, so he could see him. And uh, Henry said, you got you a Joshua. Everyone needs a Joshua. He said, when Joshua was ruling, the people served the Lord. But when Joshua died, they turned away. It was just, it was a side note. As I turned into Joshua, it made me think of that conversation. We all need a Joshua, someone who, who is that constant uh, reminder or encourager, the one that keeps us following the Word of God. But he said here in chapter 1, verse 8 and 9, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then shalt thou make thy way prosperous, then shalt thou have good success. Have I not commanded thee, be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate in it day and night. We have to be in the word of God to meditate in the word of God. We have to know what it says if we're going to observe it according to what is written therein. So it's for our instruction, and I'm thankful that I can always turn to the Word of God in total faith. 
I hope I hope I always do. Remember that it was written by God. It was penned by men, but it was written by God for our instruction. And then uh, the next thing I wanted to look at is Isaiah chapter 40. We know that it's always the same. It's always the same. That's our security back there beeping, so we might be ready to blow up. I don't know, whatever, what's going to happen. Our security cameras are, <laughs> security systems beeping. They don't seem to be too alert, too, uh, too excited, so I think we're all right. If anything goes wrong, it's Chris's fault. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 8 says, The grass withereth, the flower fadeth, but the word of our God shall stand forever. Forever. It's written in heaven, it says. The Bible says it's written in heaven. Nothing can change it. I love that thought. That, that's an amazing thing to me. Because, as I've said before, I think there's somewhere around a thousand English translations of the word of God. And then, you know, however many there are, of other languages, there's there's a big dis- debate in in the Spanish Bible whether to follow the Reina Valera or the Gomez. There's some debate in that, and I'm not an authority on that. I wouldn't go in saying I, I the missionaries that I know that I respect they use the Reina Valera, but it, in all of that, it causes confusion. It can cause confusion. But there's this promise that the Word of God is written in heaven. So no matter what we do to it, it's always the same. It's in His presence, and nothing can ever change it there. I'm thankful for that. As I said, I believe it is the King James Bible, and I don't want to beat a dead horse. But there's nothing that can change what is written in heaven. It's always, always the same. What he said 2,000 years ago or 4,000 years ago remains the same through eternity. And I'm thankful for that. That's why we can turn to this and always know it's right. We know that it's from God. We know he wrote it for us. And on top of that, we know that there's nothing that can change it. John 1.1 is a very simple verse. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was God. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. Now, that is not just a past tense statement. In the beginning, the Word was God. It is God, and the Word was with God. It is with God, and it is God. (laughs) Jesus Christ is the Word of God. The same yesterday, today, and forever. So it's never going to change. Every time we open the Word of God, we know it's going to be the same. That's, that's what's frustrating about our government, isn't it? We don't know day to day where they're going to be. My brother down in Peru, they're, they're dealing with serious issues in the government. Their president is now in jail and uh, there's, they've put this woman in as the president who didn't want to be the president in an intern, interim type of thing. She's just there to fill the void, but she didn't want this. 
Now the Congress is taking too much power. The, the president tried to take too much power, so they threw him in prison. He tried to, he tried to coup. He was going to throw all of the Congress in prison and kick them all out and in place put his own Congress in. And, and so there's, there's just turmoil. There's been riots all over the country. They're bracing for, for more riots this week. There in Cusco, where my brother lives, there was rioting a couple weeks ago that at least seven people were killed. The city was shut down for quite a while. Um, they closed the airport and different things. Uh, and uh, they couldn't get produce in and out of the town. My brother was fine through it all. They, were, they had what they needed and God provided for them. But there's, there's unrest and there's turmoil. And these, this is just the way it is in life. Everything, everything earthly changes. Our government is on a, on a uh, freight train downhill right now. It's amazing the changes that we're seeing in our government. Now if I didn't have this to hang on to that I know is the same, I'd be pretty despondent. I would be angry. I, you know, it, doesn't, it doesn't surprise me that people riot because they have nothing to hold on to. And all of their life around them, this security that they have, it crumbles away and this, this promised uh, security of government evaporates like what it's doing in Peru. And now the people are fighting amongst themselves. They're, they're panicked and they're scared. Except for the Christian who can stop and say, this word never changes. Here's my foundation. I'm going to stand on it. So I'm thankful for that. One more passage and we'll be done. We'll let you out early tonight. Matthew chapter 24. Matthew chapter 24, verse 35. A little simple verse. Heaven and earth shall pass away. But my words shall not pass away. That was Jesus speaking. He promises us that it will always be the same. We hold too that this is the absolute authority in all things. That we, that we have to take everything that we do and everything that we believe and base it off of this book. So there's our doctrinal statement on the Word of God. It is the final authority. We turn to it in all things, and, and we can never change that. I said this, I believe, in Sunday school. If I go away from the Word of God, you have the right and responsibility as a church to remove me from this pulpit, because this is the authority. And Lord willing, we will always stand on it. I'm thankful tonight for the Word of God. Let's be dismissed in a word of prayer. Brother Kyle, will you dismiss us, please? Father God, thank you so much for this time that you give us, Father, to dig into your word, to, to learn more about you, to grow closer to you. Father, I just pray that you would, would soften our hearts, prepare our, prepare our minds each and every day for what you have in store for us, Father, that we can live each and every day for your glory, so that these are our games, but 